Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Big stories. Big guests. The big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. There are no cures. There are no supplements that will cure this. Drinking bleach will not cure this. Taking cocaine will not cure this. Drinking alcohol will not cure this. Uh, and the list goes on and on. So there is, there is no shortage of nonsense and misinformation and pseudoscience out there. And uh, that is very frustrating, I think, to our next guest, uh, Timothy Caulfield, Canada Research Chair in Health Law and Policy at the University of Alberta, also Research Director of the Health Law Institute, and uh, author of the forthcoming book, a very timely book, I say, Relax, Damn It, A User's Guide to the Age of Anxiety, out next month. Tim, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Uh, thanks for having me on, Rob. So I don't even know where to start. I mean, it seems like we're we're drowning in a lot of this nonsense. It's everywhere, isn't it? It's it's absolutely uh, incredible, and it seems to be accelerating. You know, really, the the coronavirus bunk started you know months ago, uh, but it really has grown sort of in in parallel with with public anxiety, which is kind of interesting in itself, right? Um, but what really infuriates me, as you said in the intro, is these providers that are are leveraging uh, the fear, the anxiety, and the uncertainty mm-hmm. in order to sell sell stuff that clearly doesn't work. And some of the stuff, you know, can be very harmful. Right. It, it's interesting because it seems counterintuitive that with a, a new virus like this, that someone would have a magical cure. But I, I do wonder when there's this uncertainty, is is it easier to, to prey upon people this way? Uh, well, I think it, 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 there there is at least some evidence to suggest that's the case, right? And that when uh, when there's this uncertainty, that's when you see things like um, uh, conspiracy theories filling in the gap. They fill in the narrative gap, right? And and there's as I said, there's evidence to uh, to, to back that up. Uh, the other thing is that I worry that's happening is this break, breakdown in trust that we've had with you know traditional sources of scientific information. You know, we know that that trust in general is at almost an all-time low. And because of that, uh, perhaps people uh, are more willing to believe these alternate voices and less likely to you know, trust the World Health Organization, the Public Health Agency of Canada. Uh, and then you have the mess happening in the United States that you know, makes it sound like some of the information is getting twisted. And, and that just creates a really chaotic information environment that allows this misinformation to thrive. Yeah, and I mean, some of these stories we've seen, uh, you know, rumors spread. There, there was um, a spate of uh, alcohol poisonings in Iran because of some rumor that, that was spreading that, you know, consuming uh, alcohol would, would kill the virus. So there, there are those issues, and I don't know if social media is part of the problem in that, but, you know, in some cases we can pinpoint, and I mean, give two examples uh, of, of these hucksters, um, you know, selling their stuff, but I mean, we had a situation right here in Calgary where a naturopathic clinic was forced to apologize because they were claiming they had a supplement that could prevent or, or treat this virus. Yeah, that, that's, that's 
really frustrating and a, and a great example. Uh, so this naturopath says they have these supplements that, as you said, make treat, uh, treat or perhaps even cure, right? And, um, but you're seeing this all over the place, seeing chiropractors suggesting that chiropractic adjustments will boost your immune system. And, and what does that even mean, right? What does that yeah. even mean? And help you fight, uh, fight viruses. What, I, I'm happy to see that these kinds of individuals are being called out, but there is a little bit of an interesting uh, policy paradox here because in response to that naturopath in Calgary, the Canadian Association of Naturopathic Doctors, you know, said that was false and misleading, it should stop. But I, I went to that naturopath's website, and it is full, chock full of other false and misleading claims. Uh, so I think it really highlights the broader problem of pseudoscience and misinformation in the health system generally, right? And, mm-hmm. and perhaps we should use what's happening right now as an opportunity to revisit our toleration uh, of this, this industry more broadly. Right. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you know, Jim Baker doesn't have any legitimacy, but, you know, we, we do have a system that, that, you know, gives naturopaths some legitimacy. So if, if a naturopath is making a claim like that, it might, it might resonate more, it might sound more credible to, to someone in the public. Uh, that's right, and they're a regulated health professional. Uh, but I went to her website, and so that that claim has been removed, right? And it was actually in an email that she sent to her customers. Uh, but that but she gives colonics, no evidence for that at all, potentially harmful. She gives IV vitamin therapy, no evidence for that, potentially harmful. Uh, and, and these are regulated health professionals that we've sort of legitimized. So I think the misinformation surrounding coronavirus, the misinformation surrounding vaccines, I think this is really highlighting the real tangible problem uh, that problems that emerge when you when you sort of facilitate and, and tolerate uh, pseudoscience. Mm-hmm. You touched on immune systems and immunity, and I want to focus on that because obviously those with compromised immune systems are at greater risk of a virus like this, and, and those with normal, healthy uh, immune systems will be better equipped to this, uh, to handle this. But that that is something, too, that, that people target in, in trying to sell certain products, this idea of boosting your immune system. Um, what, what do we know about our immune system and how we can best strengthen our immune system? Yeah, th- this is uh, a, a phrase that has been around for a very long time. I, I wrote about it, you know, I think years ago about mm-hmm. th- this, how particularly the alternative medicine community, but, but other people that sell products always talk about this idea that you can boost your immune system. Well, the immune system is fantastically complex, very, very balanced. We, we, we don't want to boost our immune system because, you know, anaphylaxis is a <laughs> boosted immune system. Mm-hmm. Autoimmune diseases are a boosted immune system, right? Uh, what you want is a healthy immune system. And there's no evidence that magical supplements are going to help. You know, yes, you want to uh, live a healthy lifestyle, but there's no evidence that any of these things that are being um, sold on the promise of boosting the immune system is re- are really going to be effective. And we can be more specific. There's no evidence that, that your immune system is going to be tweaked in a way that's going to help you fight a, a, a vaccine or this, va- uh, I mean, uh, a virus, this virus any more effectively. Mm-hmm. Right. And it just general uh, hygiene, like washing your hands, that's important. The things like and we've talked about in other contexts, getting a good night's sleep, don't smoke, the, these kinds of general steps we can take to, to try to stay healthy, right? 
Exactly right. That's the best thing you do, you can do to have a healthy immune system. I think that's a better way to think of it is, is yeah. live a healthy lifestyle. Uh, and you know, the other interesting thing you hear is these strange paradoxes, right, where uh, I've had physicians, my wife is a physician, and I've heard these stories a couple of times where someone will come in and they'll say, I want the coronavirus vaccine. And they'll say, you know, we don't have it. That's not available. And the doctor will say, well, while you're here, let's give you the flu vaccine. Oh, I don't want that, right? I don't yes. want that, right? So you do get these weird uh, risk analysis uh, playing out, um, and I think people really need to you know, take a step back, look at the evidence, and take sensible steps. It is a bit of a paradox, right, where we want ways of improving our immune system, and, well, here's a vaccine that can give us some level of, of immunity against the disease, and you know, some people recoil at that. It does seem strange. Yeah, and, and lots of things like that. Lots of, uh, I think people, in general, we're not great at assessing risk, right? Um, and when you have all this kind of uncertainty and all this fear, uh, we just get worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a piece or a tweet the other day about, um, or yesterday, about vitamins, right? And that's, that's part of this whole supplement industry. I mean, look, if somebody's vitamin deficient, then, then that's something that needs to be addressed. But like vitamin C, for example, there's only so much vitamin C our body can process anyway. Uh, there's not a lot of cases of, of scurvy out there. Is there any evidence to suggest, for example, that you can somehow improve or boost your immune system through uh, additional vitamin C? Uh, I think the answer is no, right? And I think it's fair to, to say that uh, there's a bit, there's you know, uh, been a long sort of history with vitamin C, um, and so it has this intuitive appeal also. And again, you see alternative practitioners talking about IV vitamin therapy for this exact, uh, for this exact exact situation. No evidence to support that. Um, and in addition to you know some some of the supplements are often contaminated. Uh, research has shown that uh, there's evidence sometimes that they have uh, actual harmful substances in them because it's not as regulated uh, as as well as it could be. Uh, so in general, supplements are not going to help. Now there's an ongoing uh, discussion in the academic literature about vitamin D, and I think we need to be open-minded about that. I'm mm-hmm. skeptical, but you know there are people that are researching this that may feel it's beneficial. Uh, but in general. Um, be skeptical of all supplements in this context. Yeah, and I mean, that, that's the additional challenge, too, is, is knowing where to go for good information. And they, I mean, you know, we, we in the media, I think, have a responsibility to try to put credible experts, credible information out to the public. But there are just so many ways to get information, and it can be really easy for, you know, pseudoscience or myths or rumors to, to spread around on social media or, or by other means. Yeah, and that's what I find frustrating. I don't know if you notice this too, Rob. We know, especially with supplements, because when they're when they're marketing it, they don't say this may help or there's conflicting research about this. They they present it as if it is effective, as if it's something that you must do or it's an essential ingredient to uh, in your fight against uh, viruses. And that's what I find so frustrating, right? It's really how this stuff is presented to the public. Yeah, absolutely. I'll well, leave it there. Uh, Professor Car- uh, Caulfield, I always appreciate the insight. Thanks so much for joining us here today. Uh, thanks a lot, Rob. All right, all the best to you. Uh, Professor Tim Caulfield at the University of Alberta, Canada Research Chair in Health Law and Policy, Professor in the Faculty of Law and in the School of Public Health and Research Director at the Health Law Institute. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.